We give you honor, Lord. We give you honor for it is due unto your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a song it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy, great is thy faithfulness, oh Lord, great is, great is thy faithfulness, oh the steadfast love, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies Come to and day, they are new, every morning, great is thy, great is thy faithfulness, oh Lord, great is thy, great is thy faithfulness, oh Lord. Great is thy faithfulness, O oh Lord. Great is, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, great is, great is thy faithfulness, O oh Lord. Great is, great is thy Somebody just give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah. God has been good. He has been a faithful God. He has been a faithful God this morning. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm telling you, God has been good. Amidst what has been happening around us, God has been good. When we look at the person beside us, behind us, before us, we can say, God has been good. Somebody say, God, you are good. Say, you are a good, good father. There is no one like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. We exalt you. We exalt you this morning. I am excited to be here. I'm excited just to be in the house of God this morning. I'm also excited, not timid in any way, shape, or form. The word of God said that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We are bold as a lion. That's what the scripture of God says. We are bold. We are bold. Somebody just touch yourself and say, I am bold. God has given me a bold spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. This morning, I just want you to turn your Bibles with me to 1 Samuel 3. And we'll be reading from verse 1 to 10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, mighty God. We give you glory. We honor you. We honor you, mighty God. We honor you. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 3, verse 
3, chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. And it reads, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. It says, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. It says, one night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, says, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you call me. But Eli said, I did not call you. He says, go back and lie down. So Samuel went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And, and my, my son, so Eli said, my son, Eli, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. And now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed unto him. The Lord a third time called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli again and said, here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And so Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so Samuel went and lay down in the place, in his place. The Lord came and stood here, there. Calling as the other time, saying, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Somebody says, Speak, Lord. Come on, I needed to preach with me this morning. Somebody said, Speak, Lord. I need a resounding saying. It says, Speak, Lord. The only way we can go forward. Is if we allow God to speak. The only way we can know what God wants is if we allow Him to speak. Somebody say it again. Say, Speak, Lord. I am listening. Hallelujah. Father God, I give you glory. I give you honor. I acknowledge you for you are the Creator, Almighty God. Father God, you said, Lord, let, let there be and there was, mighty God. And as a result, I, we are here, almighty God. And so, Father, even as I stand here in the capacity that I am today, almighty God, I give myself totally unto you. I ask you, Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And somebody say, Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 10 says, The earth is the Lord and all that is in it. 
It means that the Lord created the earth and all that dwells within it belongs to God. Some of the times we tend to wonder about our own life. Some of the times we tend to wonder what God has in store for us. Some of the times we worry, we worry, we worry, and we forget that God created us. He was the one that fashioned us. He was the one that molded us and made us. He said that we ought to cast all our cares upon him for he cares for us. This morning I want to minister to you on the theme, Fulfilling My Purpose. Fulfilling My Purpose. Fulfilling My Purpose. Somebody say, I belong to God and to no one else. Hallelujah. You know, as a boy, as a boy growing up, when I was in like basic school, they would often sing this song and it says, I am a promise, I am a possibility, I am a promise with a capital P. I am a great big bundle of, sing it with me, potentiality, yeah. And I am learning, learning to hear God's voice. And I am? To? And I am a? Anything God wants me to be. Hallelujah. I've often heard that. I've often heard that I am a promise. That I have a purpose. Tell the neighbor next to you, say, you have, you have a purpose. Come on, say to them, today is an interacting day. I want, I want nobody to sleep today. Say, you have a purpose. Shout it to them, say, you have a purpose. And purpose can never die. Hallelujah. Each and every one of us here have a purpose. In the Old Testament, Samuel was seen as a religious leader. One whom God called for many purposes. Samuel was called to be a priest. He was called to be a judge. Samuel was called to be a prophet. And also he was called to be a military leader. Samuel was a man of great purpose. Samuel was called by God. For God's purpose. In, in Samuel's mother went to God. Samuel's mother Anna was a barren woman. And she went to God in her distress. And she cried out before God. And God gave her a son. And you know what she did? She gave back that son to God. For his glory. For his purpose. Somebody said God use me. For I am purpose. And purpose can never die. And just like Samuel, many great men and women was in the Bible who were called for great purpose. You talk about man like Paul, the evangelist. The same Anna who was Samuel's mom who desperately prayed to God. The Bible speaks of John the Baptist. The one who carried God's word, preaching and teaching to nations. The Bible speaks about Father Abraham. How many of you know that this morning that you're Abraham's generation? 
that Abraham was a father of many what? Nations. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks about Moses, another great man. Moses was a meek servant. The Bible said that he was humble, a meek servant. Moses thought that he was not eloquent enough to carry out the Lord's work. But God used them. Somebody said, God use me. Say, God, if you use them, you can use me too. Say, God, if you use she, you can use me too. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody this morning that no matter what you see happening around you, no matter your state, no matter the frame of mind that you're in this morning, no matter how you think that you're written off, that you have gone through, no matter how you think that all hell has broken loose in your life, God can still use you. Say, God can use me. Hallelujah. So I need to come into my purpose. Somebody said, I need to come into my purpose. Samuel was called by God for purpose. But Samuel had to learn how to hear from God in order to come into that purpose. Now, brothers and sisters, we are all children of purpose. We are all, we are all, we, we all have greatness inside of us. The purpose of us um, being born was to fulfill purpose. But there are some things that we need to come into in order for us to start fulfilling those purpose. And so many a times we ask ourselves, but I have been on this earth for so long. God, what is my purpose? What, why am I here? Father God, what, what, when are you going to use me? Lord, why, why, why can't I be this? Why can't I be that? And many of us, even at times without us knowing, we question the Lord, what he has in store for us. Even in this time of pandemic, some of us, are so troubled in our minds. We are so depressed. And we are asking God that, Lord, is this it? Am I going to die and not fulfill what you have in store for me? Am I going to die and not become that which you had promised for me? Am I going to pass? Is this it? We question ourselves. But tell yourself that purpose cannot die. Come on, somebody say, purpose cannot die. Hallelujah. So Samuel, so Samuel says in verse 10, Samuel says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And that verse showed me two things. I've been read that it had showed me that Samuel recognized now that the voice of God was real to him. That God was indeed speaking to him. How many of you, God is speaking to you. God has been speaking to you. And you think it was somebody else. So many of you try thing, thinking, that, thinking that God is what? Uh, that is what God had want for you. And that is the direction that God had want for you to go. And you fail. Because you thought that was what God had in store for you. 
but Samuel recognized now the voice of God. And so times before, God would have been calling Samuel, calling Samuel, and Samuel will always think that it is a priest, Eli. But Samuel had to learn to hear from God. Because the Lord would have been spoken, speaking to Eli years, long time telling Eli what he would require of him. But Eli refused to obey and to hearken unto the voice of God. And so God decided that he's going to raise up someone new. Someone that would fulfill his word. And so God sought for Samuel. And so Samuel recognized God. The other thing that I realized in that scripture is that Samuel understood that he was but a servant to be used by God. How many of you believe that you are a servant? I do believe that I am a servant. I was called for such a time as this to, in servanthood to serve the most high God. Not to live a laborious life and have houses and cars and just live this selfish life. But we were called to be used by God. We were called to serve him and to serve the people. And so Samuel understood that. The scripture tells us that in those days the word of God was rare. And not many vision. In other words, the people lack spiritual ears. Somebody touch your ears and say, God, give me spiritual, spiritual ears. Come on, touch it. Pull it away if you can. Say, God, give me spiritual ears. We tend to hear the things that we are not supposed to hear. We tend to hear all the things of the world. But we tend not to hear when God is speaking. Hallelujah. And so in those days, the people lack spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. Come on, same likewise the ears, touch your eyes. We tend to see the things that we are not to see in the things of the world. But we don't see in the spiritual what is God saying and where does he want us to go. I believe that at a time more than ever, God wants us to have spiritual ears and spiritual eyes in this season, in this time. Now is the time that we have to hearken unto the voice of God and not man. And so yes, the earth minister said, do this and do that and physical distance and social distance and say at home and all of these things. But what is God saying? Hallelujah. And so, God had to spoke to Samuel and Samuel understood the voice of God upon his life. The book of Jeremiah 29 level says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to arm you. Plans for a hope and plans for future. Somebody say future. God has plans for you from the day you were born to the day that you will go home. He has plans for you. You're not forgotten. My friend, in order for the purpose of God to be fully activated in our lives, we first need to know the voice of God. 
we need to know is our head. And that his plans for us are perfect. And not just perfect, but they are sure. Somebody say sure. God's plans are sure. In other words, we can't question his plans. The scripture said that he is not a man to lie. Neither is he the son of man to what? Repent. If he says it, then he will bring it to pass. Scripture said that. Hallelujah. He's not a man to lie. And so God's plans for us, they are perfect and they are sure. I know for many of us, oftentimes that is a problem. You know, us finding our purpose. I know this because I too, you know, oftentimes would question God. You know, what is my purpose? What, what do you have for me, God? I remember growing up and, you know, it's a very tricky thing because some of the times we tend to think that our purpose is locked between these four walls. We tend to think that our purpose is only in church. We tend to think that our purpose is only called to be a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, a teacher. But God has more than that for you. I remember growing up in school, when you would come to my school, you know, that time God was really showing me my purpose. And I was, I was a very shy young man. Shy, I tell you. If you look for me toward me, laugh. That was how shy I was. Very shy. I remember growing up in school. I was always landed in, you know, leadership positions. And that was when God was really speaking to me and nurturing me and, 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 and grubbing me. Somebody said grub. You know what grub is? You know, back then when you look at somebody grub you, yeah? I don't know if many of you, the men in here, if you have ever been grubbed, but I used to, used to get grubbing a lot, you know, when they rub the forehead, so hot, you know. And so at that time I was being grubbed by God and I was being put in some positions that would have enabled the shyness to go and boldness to come forth. And so your student leader position that would cause me to have to speak. Not to want to, because the side of me never wanted to speak. But I had to. I remember in my younger days, when I just got baptized and just come into Christendom. I remember the days when I used to dance before God. I used to do drama before God. I used to play the drum every Sunday morning. I would be up here sweating like Daniel playing the drum. And I would sing, worship. And now God has called us to be, called me to be the, the youth leader. And so going through these phases, you would ask yourself, God, what is my purpose? First, I was here because, honestly, God, no, I, I, I thought I was going to be a great dancer one of these days. I thought that I would have been a great soldier, one that would have been on the front line because I was one that is always in the military regime. But little did I know that God's plans for me 
was bigger than that. Little did I know that those are phases that God is taking me through in order for the, for the shyness and the timidness to go and for boldness to come forth. Somebody said boldness, comfort. You're not giving me a spirit of fear, but one of power of love and of a sound mind. And so we tend to question God. What are the phases that you're taking me through? Yes, you can be a pastor. And your work done by the Ministry of National Security. Yes, you can be an evangelist. And your work done by Lasco as a sales rep. Yes, you can be a prophet. And, uh, you know, God has placed you somewhere where you're wondering to yourself that, God, why is it that you're placing me in these places? It's so that your gifting can still come forth. So that your gifting can still come forth. I remember joining a regimental program at a very younger age. And uh, church was not what taught me how to speak boldly. And, you know, stand in front of people and just speak without, the, you know, watching the crowd. It was when I went a part of the regimental program. I saw young persons. I saw their issues. I saw their struggles. I saw all of these things that they were faced with. And I would often question and say, God, what is my purpose of being a part of it? Is it to become a soldier or a police or somebody out there, you know? But I remember God telling me, no, it's because you're here for a purpose. Yes, you have a role in the church. And yes, there is a church. But there is a role here also for you to minister unto young persons that listen to me. Young man, purpose is in within you. That young man, listen to me, I, 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 I've stood in front of young persons who have stabbed up their mothers and their fathers, who have burnt down their houses with their mothers and fathers in there. Those are the type of young teen babes that I've stood in front of, ministering to them, not in the church, but in the field that I am a part of. Those are the things that cause you to wonder if your purpose is locked only within the church. No, it is not. God is calling you for greatness. God is calling you for something higher. You might be at a situation now in your life and you're wondering, what is God saying to me? It is that period where God is teaching you how to either be humbled, how to either have faith in him, trust in him. It might be at that period, that stage in your life, when God is teaching you how to be without things, that when persons come to you who are without things, you can say that I was at that stage in my life. 
That is all God teaches us. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Speak to me, Lord. Hallelujah. And so purpose cannot die. Outside of the church, there is also purpose within you. Within the four walls, there is purpose, but outside, there is purpose. Purpose cannot die. God's purpose shall go on. Hallelujah. Now, I want to walk with you through some biblical steps in finding purpose in God. Hallelujah. The book of Psalms 119, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The first thing that I would want to say to persons when they're looking to find purpose is to look to the word of God. The Bible tells us that the word of God, it is sure. The word of God, the Bible says that in the beginning, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was man. No, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy path. We don't want to know a purpose, man. Seek God. He is the one that created you, that fashioned you from you were in your mom's womb. And he has brought you into this world, into this wretched world, as the scripture says. This world that is full, filled of sin and deceit. And so if, the, if he has bring you into this world, he must have had a purpose for you, predestined for you to fulfill. And so firstly, we ought to look to the word of God. Many a times in my life, even as a Christian growing up, I would tend to not just, not just walk out of God's word, but just not obeying it, not living by it, and find that every time I did something that God did not ordain for me to do, I always falter. And so I've always had to run back to the word of God. A lamp unto your feet. Your feet is what drives you from A to B. The word being a light unto, a lamp unto your feet will direct you. It will direct you. Your feet will know where to tread, how to tread, when to tread. It says that it is a light unto your path. When you seek the word, you will know where to go. God will show you. He will predestine the way for you. Somebody says, show me the way, God. Come on, say it again. Say, show me the way, God. And so the first thing is to look to the word of God. The second thing is to ask for direction. Somebody say, I'm asking. Ask for direction. Hallelujah. 
Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lead unto your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Ask for direction. Some of the times we think that we know it all too much. God, we don't need you. God, I can do this. Lord, I have this man. I can do this. And so we get up in the mornings and we try to work. Oh, we get up in the mornings and we make decisions. Oh, in the kingdom of God, we make decisions even without consulting God. In our personal lives, we make decisions without consulting God. Ask for direction. You're not too big to ask God for direction. He knows what is best for you. He knows what you want. He knows what you want. Say, God, you know what I want. And so first Samuel, and first Samuel said, then Samuel said, assemble all Israel at Mizpah and I will intercede with the Lord for you. In verse 9, it said, then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed is it as an old burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf and the Lord answered him. People of God, Samuel took instructions. He sought the Lord where he needed to sort him. He followed God. The scripture says that Samuel above all in the Bible, followed God. He, he, he took instructions from God. Read the scripture. Read Samuel, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. Samuel of all God's people, he followed God. He listened to the voice of God and he followed him. Hallelujah. Ask for direction. Ask for direction. Father, where am I in my life? Oh Lord, I am at this stage. Where do I go from here? Lord, in my time of being locked away at home because of this pandemic, what is my next move, God? Lord, there is no work. Lord, church, not keeping, Bible study, not keeping. What do I do, Lord? Ask for direction. Lord, I'm at a stage now where I can bless people. What do I do? Whom shall I bless? Some of the times we are at the stage wherein it is right for us to bless people, when God is saying time for us to give, but we don't listen to God and know whom to give or the portion to give. We give our friends and we give those who know or we, whom we know. And so it's good that we ask for direction. We're not too big to ask for direction. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own 
understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. The third thing he says, follow God's will. Proverbs 19 says, many are the plans in the, men, in the minds of men, but it's the Lord's plans that prevail. It is the Lord's plans that prevail. Lord, I plan to get married when I'm, I'm 20 years old. Lord, I plan to have children when I'm 25. Lord, I plan to own a big house on the hill with five cars. Lord, I plan to come to church and I want to be the best pastor. Lord, I want to be in a big successful job. But what is God saying for your life? What is God saying for your life? Many are the plans in the minds of men, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You know, I've learned that God has great and big plans for us. And even at times when, you know, we tend to belittle ourselves or we tend to lock ourselves in a box and say, oh, you know, I, I, I will not do this because maybe that is not for me. Or I will never come on the pulpit and pray a prayer. Let those who are eloquent. Moses says that I am not eloquent in speech. But did God use him? Did God use Moses? Yes. God's plans for you are big. Their plans of purpose. Their plans of hope. Their plans of future. Their plans of greatness. God has big plans for us. And so it says, follow God's will. For if I should follow my own will, my own intention, my own mind, I will not succeed. I will fail. The flesh tends to fail. Somebody says that the flesh tends to fail. But God never fails. And so follow the will of God. It says remember the promises of God. And that's the next step. Psalms 84 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He bestows favors and honor. No good thing will he with all from those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he with all from those who walk uprightly. Young people, I want to say to you that seek the, 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 seek the things of God. Put God first and everything else come after. It says according to his riches. According to his riches. He will what? Supply 
our needs. Not according to our best friends. Not according to our job. Not according to our bank account. Not according to how big our churches. Not according to how big our houses. Not according to the level of education that I have. But according to his riches in glory. He will supply all our needs. Young people, seek the things of God first. And he will give unto you according to his riches. The word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things that we tend to run after. If they are for you, God will bring them. Come. Seek ye first God. Seek ye first God, people of God. Seek God. Says his plans are sure. Remember his promises for you. Plans for hope and for future. Plans not to harm but to prosper. That is the plans that God has for us. That is the plans that God has for us. Hallelujah. And the next thing I want to share, it says living a purpose-driven life. That is the next step in finding a purpose in God. It says, having found your purpose in God, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 6, 5, it says, you shall love the Lord with all your hearts. Matthew 5, it says, in the same way, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God, your Father which is in heaven. Living a purpose-driven life. Your sons and daughters of a king. You, have ad you were adapted into. You were adapted into. He said that he loves you with an everlasting love. A love that no man, nothing can ever give, no money, nothing can ever give but him. And so now is a time when you live in purpose. When you go forth and you trust God. You wake up this morning and things may not be up. You wake up this morning and you might not see the next meal. But God's purpose for us, they are sure. God has not given upon you. His purpose are sure. They are perfect plans for you. So living a purpose-driven life. You shall love the Lord with all your heart. It says, you, you, you shall have no other gods. For he is a jealous God. Living a purpose-driven life. What is a purpose-driven life, people? What is a purpose-driven life? A purpose-driven life is not one that is perfect. It is not one that is filled with all glitters and gold. It is one wherein you took up 
when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you said that no matter what the odds are against you, no matter what the tribulations are, no matter what the circumstances are, I am going to live a Christ life. Because God is not done with me. And so you may be feeling low. You may be feeling like everything has tumbled down upon you. But living a purpose-driven life is when you perceive to push on. Is when you push on. Is when you took up your cross and you carry it. Knowing that God, the God whom you served, that he will come true for you. So that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That he will be with us until the very end of days. That he will be with us through our situations, our trials, our circumstances. He will be with us through us carrying our cross. He will be with us throughout their biting us. purpose-driven life is not a perfect one, saints. It is one that you live every single day, that you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, that you will live no matter what the enemy comes with. For the word of God says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of God will raise up a standard. And so you will find that throughout your purpose-driven life that God will constantly add more as needed. Add more as needed. Add more as needed. That is how God brings you up into your purpose. Some of us tend to watch those that things just handed down to them. I've learned in my young age, I won't say it, that Anything you get too easy, it is taken easy. Some of us tend to look on those around us that just things just handed down to them easy without even a whisper of a word, they get it. The Bible says that the race is not for the swift, but those that can endure to the very end, my brothers and sisters. And so living a purpose-driven life is a part of us obtaining, fulfilling our purpose in God. Now is a time when purpose should be activated in you. Now is a time when purpose should be at work in you. Now is a time when your faith, man, should be so aroused in Christ. Now is not the time to look on the things that are happening all around us and say God is forsaken us. Now is the time the word of God says that if my people. It says if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek and turn, then I Humble themselves, pray, seek, then I. Hallelujah. Jesus. Now is not the time when we are to look 
and be depressed and, and, and say that all hope is gone and God has forsaken me. Now is the time when we are to pick up, get up and brush ourselves off and know that God still has plans of a purpose for us. That he has still has a hope for us. That he still has a future for us. That his purpose are sure. That they are sure. That they are perfect. Hallelujah. Somebody just turn to the person beside you and say, God is still working. Come on, say, turn to the next person and say, God is still working. Say, sister or brother, I know you're going through, but God is still working. Say, sister, brother, I know it's hard, but God is still working. Don't give up. I beg you, do don't give up. God is still working. Purpose must come alive. Purpose can never die. And lastly, avail yourself. Avail yourself. It means to give yourself for service unto God. Totally. God can fully, can't fulfill his purpose if one foot is in and, and another is out. God cannot establish his purpose if half of your mind is in Christ and half is in the world. Give yourself totally. Avail yourself. Somebody say, God, I am available only if you mean it. something that is very easy to say but very hard to do but at times we question why is it that I am at point A or point B from a movement to point from point A to point B God you can't even move me no further you fulfilled what you needed to fulfill in point A to get to point B but God is saying that you have to come up higher in order for you to go over in from, from B to C. Some of us possess the same anointing, the same mindset as we did as the day we said, yes, Lord. Some of us don't want to go up higher into God. Some of us don't want to pray more. Some of us don't want to give more time in the kingdom of God. I know it's hard. I'm not telling you because it's easy. I'm not telling you because I went through it easy or is going through it easy. I know it's hard. But the Lord says that we are to avail ourselves totally. It's not an half-handed thing or an half-minded thing. Every single thing, every single being of you, your every single thing about you has to be in Christ. Has to be wrapped up and caught up in Christ. In order for him to fulfill his purpose for you. We can't do things halfway and expect that God should do his old and to do his part full way. And so he has to grab you. 
And so he has to make your work. And so yes, you're going to have to tile. You're going to have to make some more sacrifices. Purpose don't come easy. Purpose does not come easy. And if, if a man should stand and say that I have reached, he's a liar. No matter how eloquent you see, your pastors, they stand and they preach. And apostle, he stands and he ministers the word from the direct word of God. He's not a man that has reached. God is still working on him. God is still saying to apostle that there is more. There is more. But God requires availability. You're not going to get every single thing. But if you avail yourself for God to fix you, he's the manufacturer of you. Come on, somebody. He's the one that created you. He's the one that fashioned you. He's the one that molded you. Come on, somebody. But if only if you avail yourself to him and say, Lord, here I am. Your servant, fix me, Lord. Remove all that you need to remove. Had all that you need to have, Lord. That is the only way purpose can be fulfilled. Hallelujah. I want somebody to turn with me to Isaiah from First Samuel's thirty first Samuel's three verse nineteen. Samuel was a man that availed himself unto God. Was a man that sought the Lord. It was a man that God spoke to. And he would carry out the work of God. Hallelujah. Is God speaking to you this morning? Are you willing to avail yourself unto God this morning in order for God to use you? Are you willing this morning to sold out totally for God in order for God to use you? Are you willing? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. God is such a faithful God. There are times when I feel like this is it. And my wife could tell you that there are times that I feel like I would just, many of you said, throw in the towel. I feel like I would just, just throw in my whole life. There are times when I'm at a stage wherein I'm just so baffled as to the things that are happening around. But then God will just come so calmly and so softly and say, My son, I have not forsaken you. I am not done with you. And, and, and even hearing that you would think that, you know, the, the, the things, would, things would calm down and then, 
you know, just go back just softly and then you would just. But no, God keeps on adding and adding more. Whether God says that to whom much is given, much is expected, much is required of you. Hallelujah. For Samuel's 3.19, it says the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh. And there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Samuel availed himself unto God. This morning, God is telling all of us, not some, not just many, but all of us, that we ought to avail ourselves unto him. Regardless of our blemish, regardless of our downfalls, regardless of our shortcomings, regardless of every single thing that we think is holding us back, God is saying that he requires of us to avail ourselves unto him, to give ourselves totally unto him. That is the only way that he can work in and through us. And so this morning, your purpose is in Christ. This morning, your purpose is in Christ. Somebody say, my purpose is in Christ. Hallelujah. My, Christ, my purpose is not in man or what man has to offer or the things of this world. But my purpose is in Christ. Jesus. The one who says that according to his riches, in glory, he will supply all my needs. The one who said that he will never leave me nor forsake me. Come on, just stand to your feet. The one who says that I am to ask and it shall be given unto me. The one who says that knock and the door shall be opened. This morning, our purpose is in Christ this morning. Our purpose is in Christ this morning. Hallelujah, mighty God. Hallelujah. I'm just going to ask you just to lift your hands wherever you are. Wherever you are. I don't know what you're going through this morning. But I want to tell somebody that God has not given up on you. Hallelujah. There's a song that says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust, sweetest friend, but only lead on Jesus' name. We're going to do that again. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. 
I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but only lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock, I stand all around is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Father, I give you glory. I give you honor, mighty God. For it is due unto your name and your name only, Lord. Father God, you say, Lord God, that we are to put our trust in you, Lord. And whilst many, oh Father God, put their trust in men, and some put their trust in horses and chariots, chariots almighty God, we, almighty God, will put our trust in you. For we know, Lord God, that you are a never-failing God. We know, Lord God, that you are a faithful God. One who kept his promise. One who is keeping his promise. You say, Lord God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, almighty God. And so even as we are here today, mighty God, as your saints, I put each and every purple person before you, Lord. And I ask you, God, that you'll touch them, almighty God. You know, Lord God, the situations, Lord God, that your people are going through. You know, Lord God, the tests and the trials. Lord God, you know, mighty God, the obstacles, God. You know their hearts, oh Lord. Their desperate hearts, their low hearts, their low state, mighty God. You know, mighty God, where their mind is at, oh Father. But you say, Lord God, that we are to put our trust in you, Lord. For you, Lord, you have a hope and a future for us. You have purpose for us, almighty God. Amen. And so, Lord God, ask you, God, that you touch your people, Lord. Cause for your presence, almighty God. Cause for your comfort, almighty God. To bask them, almighty God. Oh, Lord, when they're at home, oh, God. When they're on the road, almighty God. Almighty God, when they're locked away, God. In their deepest, almighty God, distress. That your presence, almighty God, that your comfort will bask them, almighty God. Send your comfort to God. To be with your people, Lord. Ask you, Father God, that you will gird them, oh God. That you will bring them up out of their situation, out of their circumstances, out of their mess, Lord. Cause for them to know, Lord God, that they are more than conquerors through you, Christ Jesus. And so, Lord, just have your way. As your people continue to look to you, who is the author and the finisher of their faith. We tell you thanks and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus.